Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh yeah, Penguins podcast. Oh, I'm your host Adi McDook. Yeah, I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, the Dr. Kasmoji, one and only baby, and John Dean Martin Sheeran. Oh, leather sides. So look, guys. First, let us okay. Let us talk about introduction because you are watching the show here. But you are not interacting. You are not. No. You are not voting, which I've been told is actually a way for people to to have what they call rights. Democracy. Right. Right. And I, yeah, HR training has had its effect on me. But I would say this. Well, if you let's. Do, I mean, it was a compulsory for you. You were going to get fired if they would right. be removed from the right. show if you didn't do the training. I mean, it wasn't. Not, it wasn't voluntary. Well, Courtney runs a tight ship. But yeah. I will say this, if you go to Brinks.tv, you can right. answer trivia questions. Like, uh, Hoji, what kind of questions did you put up? Well, like, I would like to know, has Daddy been vaccinated for COVID yet or not? I think that'd be a good <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, is you have to answer. I have, I've gotten all of them. I've gotten all three. All three. So that's good. So you got yeah. your third bo- your booster. That's great. I got, I got those. I, I've gotten the, the Sinopharm. The Chinese one, I've gotten the uh, Sputnik, the Russian one. I've, I really, I, I, I believe you. I believe in science, unlike some people. Really? Okay. Well, well. Look, I mean, obviously, John, John, we have uh, a lot of uh, questions about John and uh, how much. Eddie, you're not immune from answering that question, man. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, you yeah, yeah. It. yeah. We're gonna have to have a whole other HR thing now. Okay, I. We're gonna have... Aaron Rodgers you out of the starting position of this show to answer your question directly i have taken care of my health yeah horse tranquilizers and it's it that that's what really bothers me is that you don't even use the right like the right wrong medicine you're not supposed to use you're using horse tranquilizer they help me sleep look let us let us uh, talk about brings tv real quick because i have a lot to cover we have a very special guest yeah but I want to talk about Courtney. Yeah. This time I'm going to get it right. So let me just. Okay. So on the Brinks channel, they Put have a new the podcast. It's called Roseanne Bard. It is about, oh, it's no. about the, yeah, it's about the saga of Roseanne no, 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 Bard being no. prohibited from no. television. Very no, fascinating. No, 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 no. That was canceled. Yeah, that was canceled. That was canceled. It was made up in your mind. And, and I know why you like Roseanne Barr, because you're a well, fascist. Okay, you're but, you're but always going to be a fascist. There is also The Great American Rebound I'm reading here, which is, it is about diplomacy, and it is hosted by former NBA All-Star Dennis Rodman. And okay, I can't even tell if that's real or not, but I don't think it is. I'm going to go with false, fake news. No way. 
But we all, obviously there's the Ray Lewis show. I mean, we all know that how is, you feel about the, the North Korean uh, leadership, Daddy, but that's your thing. There's a Ray Lewis show. It's a real show with the real Ray Lewis, and he has real guests. Now that's like, true. Hold on. This week he had Charlie Sheen was one of his guests. No, no. no and no, obviously... No. He's winning. Well, no, yeah, no, no, because no, no, the show no, no. is about integrity, sincerity, and the championship mentality. And so Charlie Sheen, obviously, he rose to prominence when he, he had a problem with his vision and he corrected it and he turned out to be a great p a pitcher. So Wait, that, that so was a movie. Go, That's not the real Charlie Sheen. That's Charlie Sheen playing a role. Yeah. The real Charlie Sheen said some really nasty things and was fired from Two and a Half Men. Well, there's, there's also the Randy Quaid was on there recently. And uh, Randy Quaid, of course, he, he overcame the, the limitations of living on an Amish farm. He ran okay, no, 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 no. He's literally so bad, I don't know what he's messing up. Yeah, 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 no, no, he is. I know what movie that is, too. I can't remember. It's the guy who did Dumb and Dumb. Okay, look, there was Mike Vick was on there, Derek Brooks, and Eric Dickerson was on. This sounds true. This sounds true. This is that is crazy, Courtney. How did you get Eric Dickerson on that show before on our show? That is crazy. Yeah, that that hurts. Okay, but I'm really sorry. Raise a little up in the in the rankings. Oh my gosh, the truth comes out. Okay, so let us let us move on. But yeah, so go to Brinks.tv and you can play those games and win the prizes and a billion dollars every week. Let us go to week. Billion dollars every week. Yeah, Courtney's loaded. Yeah. Look, let's go to week nine recap. Oh my gosh. And Can I tell you, Daddy, how I feel? I, one yes. word comes to mind how I feel today. The Monday following that, that loss of getting creamed by the Browns, which aren't even a very good team. And that's why I'm so happy about our special guest, because she's someone who really can be an optimist and maybe tell me why I should see the well, sunny let's, side let's of life. Bring in but our no, special it, guest, well, I just want to say the word that I'm feeling is disgusted. I am disgusted today. Well, we are a special guest is a master of making you less disgusting. Yes. And making the show very pleasant and informative yeah. and all the things that normally is not. And right. with that, I want to introduce the one and only the, the one and only host of the Marissa Contepelli show and president of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah. Great Marissa the only Contepelli. Hey, there we go. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Thank Namaste. you for joining us again. Marissa, look, Hoji is being very, very pessimistic about the Bengals. Yeah. And yes. I, I don't, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I think I lost you, lose, you win some, you lose some. But he lost hope after the 41 to 16 game, even though there's only two weeks after we won a game 41 17. It's the same thing. They canceled each other out. Mm -hmm. But. Please give us. But I say, can I can I can I give you one one quick thing because I want you to address this. I was the one after the Jets lost. I was the one who said all teams lose. We didn't get creamed. You can lose to any team nowadays. Very insightful. That is not how I felt after this loss. After this loss, I felt that there were certain things that were exposed, and I felt that to be honest with you, on the defense we have what might be called a talent deficiency. And that's why I would, I would love I would love to hear from you. I think the coaching was great. I do not blame Burrow. I understand everybody can have a bad game. But, but I, yeah. Marissa, yeah. Marissa, tell him why. Yeah. yeah, it's just one. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I disagree with you on, I think there's a boatload of talent on the Spangles defense. Um, they just kind of, you know, got a little bit picked apart uh, the last two weeks. But but no, don't don't be discouraged. I think there is still plenty to be optimistic about um, when it comes to this team. I mean, if you had said we'd be five and four uh, going into the bye, I mean, I know the last two weeks didn't play out the way that we would have liked it to. But, you know, I think a lot of people would have been pleasantly surprised with that, um, given how the last couple of years have gone. And and you said, it. I mean, Joe Burrow has made great strides in year two. There's a lot to like from what we've seen out of the Spangles team from the first half of the season. And, you know, you the last two weeks. Yep, definitely not what you wanted to see. But I think this bye week is, is definitely coming at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let let us move on to the next section. Well, well can we can we can we B- Brandon Bachelor? Um, yeah. Anyway, I wonder. I, I'm wondering. Show, no, this show is not psychological. Psychological. No, 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 no. Not the, the show. I think. Talk, what, not the show. I think. Oh. Well, I think Brandon's question is a legitimate one. Okay. okay. And that's why before we move on, let's address it because you put it on the screen, Brandon. But I don't know who it's addressing the question. It, it's saying. Well, it's very complicated. It's saying, Daddy-o, right. my name is okay. Brandon." I don't know if he is a bachelor or if his last name is Bastard. Please ask Marissa. Mariska. Mariska. Well, which, I mean, he's probably writing from Russia. He's probably he Russian. Be, yeah, it could be your vaccine people following yeah. up. Go ahead. Yeah. If this is psychological, and I, that's the part I want to get to. I will say one thing about your borough. The man looked deflated. The man looked, and it was, was mid-game. This was before the second half. The man looked tired. Tell me about that. Is it psychological? I mean, I can't really speak for for Joe Burrow or the players, but um, I mean, you know, this team and it's you know every athlete you you take one game at a time. So you have a you have a bad game, you have a bad loss, you're going right into the next one. You're putting that behind you. So I mean, I don't think there were any ill effects coming off of the Jets game going into the Browns game. It just just it just didn't work out. I mean, it was very uncharacteristic. Um, we had some drops uh, from receivers uh, defensively. I mean, you they wanted to limit explosive plays, and the Browns had a number of explosive plays. So, um, you know, I, I I don't think that that is it's a psychological thing at all. Um, I You know, I think these guys are, are professionals and are able to kind of, you know, go about their business and go into each game, um, you know, the, with the right mentality, which, you know, we, we really do see um, for the most part from this team. Yeah, Marissa, I want to, yeah, I, I, I think it's ridiculous to say it's psychological. Look, these guys are so young. They, mm-hmm. You know, young people, they don't actually have short-term memories. I don't know if you know that. That's not true. That's but not true. It is no, true. No, no. no like, like babies, you, they, they, they have no uh, idea of, uh, you know, object permanence or anything. Yeah, yeah these guys are like in their 20s, they are grown men. But, but I if they didn't understand object permanence, they wouldn't be able to catch a ball. That would be like you. No, it okay, wasn't look. this yesterday. No, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, okay, look. Marissa, I, I'm a, I want to go to the second, the next question or the next topic, which was obviously submitted by our fans. I don't know who wrote, writes this oh, stuff, Courtney. I don't know how it gets on our screen. I know. But it is, it is saying, do you sack Zach or can you get Zach, Zach back track on tracky? Oh my gosh, Zach, that's hard to say. Yeah. The, I, I don't should even, you sack Zach or should you get Zach back, back on track? Back to back. Yeah, and is it, it, is it puns you had or back to back. <laughs> it is it because is. you had back to back attacks from really hacks. Yeah, you had a lot of running backs that were attacking yeah. our defense, and Zach. and you had a lack of, you know, Marissa. I'm so sorry for the show again. It is getting derailed by the. the Can it be is, fixed by snacks? Afford, 
I don't know if you know this, Marissa, but there's the Believe in Bengals podcast. And they have real co-hosts. They have Adam Snackman Jones and Pac-Man. they have Solomon Wilcots. And, and Wilcots. their show is, is it's still doing tremendously. Yeah. I, to- I actually, uh, this is the first time I'm revealing this, I told the Believe people, can you get me a real co-host? Right. And at the time, I took real they offense said, to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Look, Marissa, here's the thing. A lot of people are putting on Zach Taylor. When I watched the film, and by that I mean the first three minutes of the YouTube highlights in one and a half a speed, when I was watching that very carefully, I noticed that the pass protection, for instance, was fine, you know? And, uh, and, and like you said, there were some drop passes. There were some plays where Joe Burrow, I think like on that end zone uh, interception, Mm-hmm. where he seemed to underestimate, let's say, the defender's speed because the defender kind of turned Denzel Ward or something. He like kind of turned one way and he didn't think he could make it back in time. So just kind of some mental errors, you know. But um, it seemed like it could have been a close game if we didn't have those, you know, turnovers and those, those kind of early kind of mishaps. So what, I mean, what do you think about this, this kind of loot? Ludicrous, Marissa. Can you not let Zach back in the building? Well, let, let, let Marissa that is talk. ridiculous. Let Marissa Get that talk. off the screen. That is that is insulting to all of us here. That is no, Marissa. Don't answer that. Obviously, she cannot let him back. She is the owner of the Bengals, but she will let him back. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hear from Marissa or Mariska, however you prefer. <laughs> well, I mean, I. Uh, gosh, Zach is absolutely capable of getting this team back on track. I mean, it, it just goes back to to what we had seen early on in the season. Don't forget, this team was five and two. They were first in the AFC for for an extended period of time here. There, there, there is no need to hit the panic button whatsoever. I mean, we've seen steady improvement and progress from this team since the first you know, week, the first season that Zach took over uh, in 2019 here to year three now. I mean, there's so much to like about this team. And and Zach is absolutely the right man to be leading the charge. Every single player that I have talked to over the last two years has just loved um, getting to work under him and really respects him as a coach and an, a leader. And, and that's the thing. I mean, Zach, he's not one of those um, kind of rah-rah guys is going to be out in in this big spotlight he's he's more of a he, he strikes me as more of an under the radar where he really has he has a hold of this locker room he has the respect from his players and the rest of this coaching staff where it, it almost goes without being said sometimes um that just how he goes about you know he brought in the right culture he you know really um emphasized bringing in the right people to to really complement what he's building here in cincinnati and that's where it goes top bottom i mean there is no need to panic he is absolutely the right man for the job i mean zach is going to get this team back on track yeah i guess i but, guess well i was going to say john yeah. maybe can answer this but real quick i want to say right. you look at this team and you look at okay some mistakes but then you know with the well, i think the chub run for like the 80 which one? Run. Oh, the big one well yeah that broke our backs yeah i mean john can kind of tell us yeah, let's hear from john i went from john on well i just want real quick i always want to talk about the tackling and yeah, let's hear from john maybe john wants to have something well, i need the I question first read. man so john yeah. how so much john. is zach to blame for this for tackling no the whole like loss tackles. the whole loss the whole loss look i i think there's something to be said about the difference between like fans and the team's expectations because the team ex- the team expects to compete every single year like there's never going to be a time where they don't feel like they're ready to contend but 
when you go five and two after you were projected to win six and a half games by a lot of betting markets, those expectations I think change. And players, they're not deaf. Like they hear what is being said about them. They hear that they're getting the respect that they've been craving for the past two years. And when you beat the rails off the Baltimore Ravens in their home stadium, like you're finally going to get that respect that you've desired. And ever since then, they've kind of just fallen under the new bar, the new standard that they've set for themselves. Zach said in his press conference today that, you know, they were humbled. I don't know what last week was, if that wasn't a humbling losing to the Jets in that fashion, but I guess he couldn't say that for two weeks in a row. It, it is a critical point in this season for Zach to really establish what he wants to do now because, yes, I think Marissa has a good point. Five and four at this point of the season, it, it matches a lot of expectations what you had before the season began. But once you're five and two and you show improvement in so many areas and show that you're this legitimate team to underwhelm in these last two weeks, I think that does honestly say something about how they're managing where they are in relation to how they've improved. And unfortunately, these letdowns, they can't go really unnoticed. They can't go uncriticized in that in that sense. Right. Okay, well, look, right. Me, and I, I me, think the, th the thing is, you, can you blame Zach? Can you blame Zach with a freak interception in the beginning of the game? That was a freak thing. The freak turnovers, those were, those were freaks. I, I'm okay with all that because if all that stuff had gone different, you'd have a closer game. I'm assuming the Bengals would have won, but it wouldn't have looked so discouraging. But I think the part that had me worried was the way Chubb just kept running. Everybody well, just kept running. Let's go to defense, okay. uh, Courtney, please. Yeah, because we only have Marissa for 10 more minutes, I think. Oh, so. okay. Where is I live yeah, so I don't know. I don't know who writes these stuff. Uh, uh, more tackling, less tickling. Do you know? Do you know any good interns that would work for free or would actually <laughs> allow me to charge them to work for us? Because we do need help with the uh, yeah with the with preparation for the show. But basically, I think what this is trying to say is that the Bengals are not doing a good job of wrapping up, you know, skill players. Mm -hmm. And you look at the numbers against the Browns, and uh, you know Hubbard had a um, 30.5 tackling grade, Trey Hendrickson 27.8, Eli Yikes. Apple 27.4, Ogunjubi 25.6. But on the year, you know, Hubbard was only 46.5, Trey Hendrickson only 35.8, and Ogunjubi 29.4. So they, tackling has been an issue for our guys up front overall. And, and, and you know, we know Hendrickson has, has gotten a good push and we've gotten a lot of pressure and a lot of sacks. And our linebackers were doing really well until that Jets game. So I guess the question is, is there, you know, like, like even, you know, Bengals captain, the most positive guy in the history of Bengals, he, you know, he was like, I think the defense is broken. And so I, I guess the question is, is it a personnel issue? Is it a coaching issue? Or like you're saying, is it just that these are young guys and they hit a little bit of a bump in the road and they're going to correct it? Hey, it's just... I'm sorry, Marissa, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. Yeah, is it impossible to discredit the Browns for being really good in this in this regard? They have a really they weren't that good against line. anybody else, though. I mean, that's the thing. They, they, no, they, 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 that's been that's OBG. been their one strength of this entire they season. <laughs> They've been having issues getting the passing game going because they didn't know how to incorporate Odell Beckham. For whatever reason, that relationship got tarnished and just didn't work once he was removed from the equation. Offense, yeah. No, like they yeah, have but a really they, good guards and a really good center, and they have a really good left tackle, and they move guys off the ball. Like as good as the Bengals have been in that regard, it's still a mismatch in that sense. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, John, John's absolutely right. I mean, when you look um, co going into that game against the Browns, the Bengals had been so good against the run. Uh, they only allowed one hundred yard rusher, and I think the most a team had rushed for them on was one hundred and thirty nine yards in a game. So, 
I mean, they had been really, really solid up until that game against the run. Um, and to your point, I mean, that's Cleveland's bread and butter. Um, so, you, you you know, you knew that was going to be a point that they were going to really try to, to hit home. And, and, and I mean, it worked out for them, obviously. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to what you're asking in terms of the defense, I mean, it's just all back to getting back to fundamentals and getting back to the basics. And and it, it was disappointing to see the the tackling be an issue two consecutive weeks in a row. You would have liked to have seen them, you know, address that a little bit more um, coming off of the Jets game. But, you know, that's why the, the bye week, I mean, is really coming at the perfect time because, John, as you were saying earlier, there's a big back half of the season for this team. Um, there's a lot of important games and a lot of critical games that are really going to show or had to let this team kind of show what they're capable of, what they're, what they're made of. And, you know, it's, it's going to start with a tough test right off the bat when they're going to be going into Las Vegas and having to take on a Raiders team who's, who's shown that they're, you know, something to deal with here in the AFC. So the Bengals have a lot in front of them. Um, the whole, I mean, there, there's so much at stake early on in the second half of the season, but it's also a perfect opportunity for this team to really kind of take the reins and say that, Yes, we we maybe arrived a season earlier than a lot of teams expected, but you know, here, here's what we're capable of. Let's go make a run. Yeah, well, let us let us move on because she Marissa has to go, and I want to cover the topics. Can you go to finding a right guard? And uh, look, I guess the question, Marissa, is we know well we know right guard and center are the weak points of the offensive line, but you know, I a lot of people are saying, hey, look at this. Hold on. You know, the pressures, the Bengals only have 72 QB pressures allowed on the season, which is top 10. But the sack rate, pressure to sack rate, is 26%, which is, you know, one of the worst for, for Joe what? Burrow. And so, you know, you, you look at, is it, yeah, the offensive line could, could be a little better in terms of the right guard and center. We need that to get settled down and all that but it, maybe it's a, a part of it is you know joe burrow his player style and, and kind of yeah. he's 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 still new to the team you know getting getting the rest of the team the offense on the same page because when i watch joe burrow it's the opposite of andy dalton whenever he rolls out and he wants to create i'm like oh something great is going to happen <laughs> you right. know and and, and and, but that kind of, you know, like the, the guys who block for Aaron Rodgers or, you know, those kind of guys, they've seen them play for so long that they know, you know, when to hold, when to, you know, how to. Well, these adjust. guys should know that by now, Daddy. I mean, these guys should know that by now. He, he, he's, yes, he's uh, relatively new to the team, but these guys have been together quite a while. They should know that by I now. Guess, they've I been practicing on summer. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, what, what I want to know is. He was razzled. He was bedazzled. And, yeah, what. And, uh, what what happens when, when, let's say, when Joe Burrow has a game like this or the Chicago? He was shazzled. Is, is it any of those things? What's so, the question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess the question is, is it the offensive line and it's something that you don't think they can address because they need new guys in there? Or is it Joe Burrow's player style and, you know, let's say his inexperience? And then so it's you're saying, is the, is the offensive line good or bad? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess. I mean, is, is the, can, can they figure this out? Can they figure out how to keep Joe Burrow from getting sacked so much, getting pressured so much? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, you look at the offensive line and it's improved from last year. And I know that was something that we had talked a lot about last year about the offensive line. And it is, it's better this year than it was a year ago. Yeah. And I mean, it, 
the biggest thing has been getting consistency and building chemistry on that offensive line. And, and that is something we have seen this year is they've been able to get um, most of the same guys in there. It's not really um, as big of a rotation as we had seen last year, even the, the season prior. But I mean, when you're going to have, I mean, you know, Jackson Carmen, he's still a rookie. He's still learning. You're going to have highs and lows when it, when it comes to a rookie, especially on that offensive line, just because of so much and what's happening with it. But, you know, it, it, not, it doesn't always fall on the offensive line. I think Zach Taylor did a good job of addressing that when he was asked about, you know, um, the play of the offensive line and how many sacks have been given up. Sometimes a lot of it is, is coverage sacks. I mean, you have to take that into play too. And, you know, it's going to come together. I don't think there's anything to, to worry about, you know, long-term. I mean, Jonah Williams, we finally have him at left tackle. He's been playing fine. And, you know, I think Riley Reef has been an upgrade at, at right tackle too, guys. Yeah, for sure. Well, let, okay. Let me ask you, cause let's say the right guard position. That was the original question. Mm -hmm. Are they going to continue to move people around? Like who is going to, who is the answer at the right guard? Or do we know yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I don't really have an answer for you at, at this point. I know uh, you look at Jackson Carmen and they want him to be, you know, one of those foundational pieces on the offensive line for a long time to come. That's why they drafted him in the second round. But uh, this was finally an opportunity to see Hakeem Adeniji, um in there too. And so it's just really about finding that the right combination and the right mix. Um, so we'll have to see how Zach and his team address the bye week and, and who's going to be in there, um, you know, the week after. But real quick, do you, is there an issue with Jackson Carmen? Is he still injured with his back? Is that why Adenogy got out there, or, or is it just mainly just the coach's decision to, to play Adenogy? Uh, to, to my knowledge, it was not uh, a lingering uh, injury issue. Wow. So it's drama. <laughs> I wouldn't call it drama. <laughs> we have that on the show, too. We have that. You know, every time I don't come on this show, I just want all the viewers to know I have nothing else to do. I am intentionally not coming on the show. Yeah. Well, Marissa, let us, let, us, let us get your prediction for the rest of the season. How will the season play out? I think you remember I predicted us to win 15 games. Unbungled my heart. I like that. And I am, I am a still, I'm a sticking with the 15 games. I say we win 11 regular season games no. and we get four playoff victories, the no maximum way. number of playoff victories. And we're about halfway there. We have five games, you know, halfway to the season, but you have an extra game. If you do the math, that translates to 11 wins. Now, I want to know, what, what do you think? I know you think it's an up-and-coming team. They've exceeded expectations. They've gone through some growing pains, and they're going to be back. So, so originally, I think you picked them to win about nine games. Is that, is that where you are? Yeah, that's still where I'm at. I think, you know, what we saw early on from this team, if they can get the defense back to playing that the way it was through the first four or five weeks, and the offense before week nine, I mean, the three games prior to that was had 30 plus on the scoreboard each time. If they can find that right combination, I absolutely could see this team getting nine, possibly even 10 wins. It's not going to be easy when you look at the schedule, but I mean, they will get Baltimore and Pittsburgh both at home, um, which is are going to be absolutely huge games. And then, I mean, you look at that Chargers game also, I think that's also kind of a must win game when you, when you given the like AFC standings, um, and so I think it absolutely, it's very possible that this team could get nine or 10 wins. And that's kind of still where I have them about. Okay. Well, I think we can let Marissa go. I know she has to go yeah. uh, feed the, the, she has to go to the Bengals reception and she has to, obviously she's the, uh, but what, what, I mean, it is a departmental dinner, right? Yeah. 
we're just going out as our department. It's the bye week, so we just wanted to go have a dinner together tonight. So that's where we're heading. Hoji Hoji doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, no. So, okay. I go I, I go when it's vegan. <laughs> so I promised Marissa we let her go on time. So we won't we won't keep her any longer. But thank you so much for coming on the show, Marissa Cantabelli. Of course. Thank thanks you guys for, for having me. Yeah, thanks Bengals for bringing a, a dash of positivism to this. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah. Bengals fans, don't don't hit the panic button. There's there's nothing to be worried about. This this team will get back on track. Yeah, that is good to hear. You heard that from the official news source for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Thank you, Marissa. Bye bye. All right, guys. So, what do you think, John? How's the season going to play out? You had, we had what eleven and six to finish the season with four playoff no wins. No way. Right. Man, that's finishing what six and two against a lot of teams with winning records. John, you, you're getting into the math. You know, I don't. I don't believe in. It's about you listen to. No, your I'm. I'm, I'm, intru I'm introducing you to the math. I'm trying to walk you through the process. I lost and stuff you like when that. you said eleven and something. For the, I don't know how many losses that. Team. I think they can turn it around to an extent. I, I think that the team showed in the first seven weeks what they were on the verge of becoming, and they kind of ran into a wall. They ran into some unfortunate situations. I don't know if they're better than the Browns. I think the Browns are clearly shown that there's still there, there's still differences in talent on their rosters, but that is just another game that they have to play. But honestly, you look at their schedule, and there's only like a two or three opponents like that who you could clearly say that have innate advantages over the Bengals. Every other game is entirely competitive. And I think when you have a guy like Joe Burrow, and I know there's some issues with him being reckless and turning the ball over too much, I think a loss like this shouldn't tank your season if you believe he is that guy at quarterback who can provide you the leadership to always keep your season alive. Last year, the Buccaneers lost two games right before their bye week, and everyone counted them out. And then Tom Brady, at the ripe old age of 82, decided to go on a yeah. tear and win the Super Bowl. Like That is what you hope Joe Burrow can be, and if there's any time for him to prove it, it's now. Right. Yeah. And it's possible. But there's the difference, I think, is that Everything was working, you know, after that for Joe Burrow. And there's a lot of stuff that would have to start working. Uh, sorry, for uh, for Tom Brady. And there's a lot of stuff that would have to start working for Joe Burrow. And I don't know if we can get it working by then. I would say I think we can beat the Steelers. I think we can beat the uh, the the, uh, the the Ravens again. That's two. That's two wins. So that puts us at seven. And uh, I'm trying to think who else on the schedule we could we could possibly beat. I, I, I can't think of any others. Oh, the Chiefs. I think we can beat the Chiefs. Wow. So who can't we beat? All the other ones. Okay. So you've looked at I don't the schedule, think, or you're just guessing? No, I've looked at the schedule. I don't think we can beat the Raiders. I don't think He's we can beat the Browns. He's just listing off AFC teams that they may or may not play. I you see. Know? No, no, no. I've looked at the schedule. We, we, we cannot beat the Raiders. We cannot beat the uh, Browns again. We cannot beat uh, the Broncos. I think that's it. I think I covered them all. Very strange. Very strange prediction. Look, guys, look. I, th these linebackers and, and our defensive line, they're not the best at tackling. No. Which means a physical team like the Browns is going to kill us. And, you know, the, the Jets don't have that, but they were like, hey, come tackle us. And we talked about how they threw the ball only, you know, a couple of inches downfield. Yeah. And then their guys took the, you know, caught it and just kind of kept it. We tickled them. They tickled them instead. They they tickled come them tickle us. Come them. tickle us. Yeah. And, and so that is a bad matchup, but I think they'll make the adjustment after two games. But other than that, you know, if we can figure out how to, you know, get Jamar Chase the ball regularly 
They were getting him the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was not, he was he not doing well with that. Play. He didn't have any of those home run plays. Actually, it was the other receivers who really stepped up this last game, I thought. Yeah. I, I, well, it's not the best I, I think, look, I, if we can get into a shootout, we can beat anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. If we I believe in Burrow. Score, I believe yeah. in Burrow. I love the style. I love the interceptions. I actually think it's cool yeah. that he takes risks. Yeah, I will say this. As far as their struggles, and they do exist, they're not... They're not not healthy, you know what I mean? They're not putting yeah. out players that they don't want to play, which has been the case for the past couple of years. As long as you have that health going into this back half of the season, that is an advantage over other teams. I know they suffered a couple injuries in this game, but like at least 20 of their projected preseason starters are still playing out there. It's just a matter of them playing good. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest issue is, look, it's it's tackling, and it's it's Joe Burrow. I think, yeah, maybe he's he's kind of going for the home runs, Sometimes and that's why he's taking the sacks and that's why maybe the interceptions. He's he's a little too. But that's also how they won. I mean, listen, yeah, I agree. a lot of those yeah. games, a lot of those, it weren't for the explosiveness and the unpredictable and the risk taking. You wouldn't have been five and two. So you yeah. can't well, you I, can't I, have your. Well, I'm not blaming Burrow. Yeah. What I'm saying is these are the kind of things that, with experience, you know, I think I think he's going to look at look at you know even look at Aaron Rodgers, John. What what were the numbers for his? first year he has started after sitting for three years his interception rate was much higher than it was later right. on right yeah i mean well, rogers changed his entire game as you know he progressed yeah. and you know but, who knows where his he, mind went he after knew, that but but these but are he the knew games how to that pick his spots he knew how to sure. pick his spots when to be aggressive look i have always said this i said this from the beginning john i don't know if patrick mahomes would have been in a star in cincinnati i think he was in a position under the tutelage of an Alex Smith, the most one of the most conservative quarterbacks in recent times, and under a, a, a you know a, an offensive coordinator or, or let's say a coach, an Andy Reid, who knew how to draw up the home run plays, he didn't have to make them on his own, and so you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, whose tendency is like Burrow even more so, to be super aggressive, and uh, and and you kind of kind of guided him through that process, and he threw 50 touchdowns his first season, so. I, I think with these type of players, I think they just need they need to be shown how to translate that aggressive game to the NFL. And Burrow has been doing a better job than those other guys we mentioned. You certainly don't want to take the aggressiveness out of his yeah. game because, like Hoji said, that is what led them to have yeah. a lot of explosive plays and to score. But these are the types of games where if you don't have those positive plays, it can run away from you quickly. And then you're right. down behind a team that can run the ball and can rush the passer in obvious pass rushing situations. You don't want to take the aggressiveness out of Burrow. Yeah. But at the same time, you need him to make better decisions on a week-to-week basis. I mean, what team, can, what team in the NFL can win if the other side is just going to score every time they have the ball? That was the problem. But, but look, but no, we were putting no team can win. We were putting you can't in win position with our turnovers and our other mistakes, right? The fourth. That's true. Two, that's two true. Two but those are the kinds of mistakes we're not going to make every game. Yeah, the mistake that yeah. that no, no. What I'm saying is the problem was really that we couldn't stop the other side. That defense, the defense. Yeah, we do need to stop them from scoring points. I agree. I also agree with this next point that Courtney wants to bring up. Courtney, promotion. Oh yeah. So. The thing, again, you look at the Bengals and you look at the fact that, wow, that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Breaking my heart. Look, and you look at all the money they put into the team, right? They put into DJ Reader. They put into Trey Hendrickson. And you say to yourself, it's not enough, right? We needed, John, we needed... A, one more a splashy defensive 
signing. We needed that guy. Who's the guy who went to the Bucks, the linebacker? We needed a guy like that. Similarly, this show, you look at what I was able to buy. I was able to buy John's love. I was able to buy, you know, Hoji's time. But it is not enough. We no. still need an Electro Voice RE27 ND microphone for Dr. Yeah. Hoji the Electro You have to buy my love and John's time. my compliance, now. not necessarily my love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is uh, speaking of love and time, guys, I got, I actually, my Uber is here. And I am attending a word ceremony, so I'm out. Thanks for the show. Okay. Well, that's all we have. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a five-star review. And uh, look at all the Johns go. Okay. And uh, we will see you next time. And I'm saying that, obviously, because the show is about to end. But you will hear the outro music. No, I like, I like the, 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 that yeah. music that was going on. It fits more of the theme, I think, for this week. Right. Can we get John back in the shot and, and some music so I can say goodbye to John? John, I hope that you subscribe to the show and leave five a star review because if you didn't, that'd be really sad. And John's parents and his aunts and his uncles and his cousins, all of them. That is why we have 22 reviews on iTunes. So you go do your part. That is all we have. We will see you next time. So long. Esfiti. Pies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.